It was over, uh, it was 40-something years ago when a freshman in high school signed up for a high school mission trip. And that youth minister at that time paired this freshman high school boy with a little bit older, girl, really cute girl. And we taught kindergarten in Medford, Oregon, on the stage of a high school and taught 57 kindergartners. At that very moment, I knew that I wasn't called to be a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> in fact, I know that my coworker wasn't too thrilled that this freshman boy was her helper. But one of the things I saw in that little bit older girl was, boy, she had a heart for those kids. And she worked and worked and served and served and made that VBS come alive for those kids. In fact, you fast forward, the next summer, this sophomore boy asked for the, that really nice youth minister to make sure that we were partnered again. I'm not sure she was too thrilled about that either. But we went on the other side of the country and uh, taught VBS all over again, and I got to see that in this really cute, really servant-hearted girl. And fast forward a little bit further, 39 years later, we've been married 39 years, and she still has that servant heart. And I say all that to say this. As I talk about service this morning, I think about all the people that are around me that motivate me to serve. It's you, and it's you, and it's you. Janet and I had a long drive home from Oklahoma a few months ago, as we knew it was our last time to go on the campus of Oklahoma Christian for a while, as I had... Um, stepped aside, not retired, retired is a bad word uh, for me, but I stepped aside from directing 31 years camp, and as we were driving home, the memories were filling our hearts. But what filled our hearts more than anything is we started naming people that we got to serve with. And it was literally hundreds of youth ministers and children's ministers that we got to work with over the years. And we couldn't have done it without them. And I ask you today, if you're one of our MAC members, what do you love about being part of this church? It wasn't too long ago that one of our uh, new members asked me, what's kept you here so long? And my initial response to them was, because I get to serve along you. I get to serve beside you. It's the heart of the people that make up MAC. I was cleaning out a file cabinet not too long ago, and it had like 20 years 22 years of youth retreats and things in it, and I was, honestly, I'm trying to digitize everything, and that stuff I'm never going to use again, so it's just going in the trash. And as I was putting it in the trash, I opened up one folder, which led me to open up another, and it was really cool to kind of go down memory lane and to see all the students that had gone on this particular retreat, but what was even cooler was to see all the sponsors, all the people that partnered to serve these teens together. When I first moved here 29 years ago, uh, we always called our parents and said, hey, this is a team effort. We're serving these teens together. In fact, so many of you are still sitting out there today, and we never could have done that without you. Because it's in the DNA of this church to serve. It's who we are as Jesus followers to serve. It's what Jesus does, and so it's what we do. You think about it, we call our gathering services, we call our works ministries, we call our giving offerings, and there's such a beauty in serving let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. And so this morning, first of all, I just want to say, wherever you're serving and whoever you're serving, thank you. Thank you for serving. We probably don't say that enough. In fact, for many, that's really, for many of us, that's really awkward 
for someone to thank us for serving because we know that serving starts with the heart of humility and being recognized, well, it feels just a little awkward. But for all of those of you who are serving, thank you. And please don't grow weary in doing good because you and I both know that we're created in Christ to serve. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. Here at MacArthur Park, we have over 30 different ministries. And you, and you, and you are the people that make those happen. Every one of these ministries helps us fulfill our mission to love God, love people, and change the world. Men and women, teens and children, young and old, married and singles, all serve in these ministries. Some of these ministries operate with just a few people, and some of them it takes dozens and dozens of people to function. Some of these ministries help us grow as disciples, and many of these ministries have ways to serve others, the community, and the world. Some of these ministries take funding. Some of these ministries take none. But all of these ministries happen because of the heart of the people serving together. In fact, I was just looking at some numbers just this year. As of last Friday, Bob told me that 789 families have been fed through the, uh, and clothed through the care cottage so far this year. And thousands of people, thousands of pieces of clothes have been donated through that ministry. And for all of you who labor at the care cottage, thank you. And more than 150 families have been helped through our care ministry, helping with utilities and food this year so far. And dozens of you have hosted showers for uh, people getting married and having babies. And you have helped at least three families that have elementary school kids be able to get shelter and food this year um, who were living in their cars during the beginning of the school year. And over 1,500 blue bags were distributed. And I could go on and on and on with numbers, but you know what I'm saying. And then, hey, you ladies that uh, make those salad luncheons for our Oak Grove community and ladies' Bible class, it doesn't go unnoticed. Cars made, cards made, trucks unloaded, bulletin boards decorated, dirt hauled, soundboards manned, classes taught, youth trips sponsored, camp counselors, meals cooked, notes written, pies baked, cookies delivered, visits made, phone calls, mentoring, teaching, and the list can go on and on. And we find a lot of friendships created and interest shared when we serve alongside and work alongside each other as we serve the one who created us. It's a beautiful and glorious thing. Serving sometimes is tough, though, isn't it? It's tough because we really all like to be served. Think about it. We love being served. Let's just admit it. We love being served. We tend to get angry when we order something and it's not served on time. We demand to talk to the manager when we're not satisfied with the service that provides us. We grumble when our expectations of service aren't met. Um, We try to be patient to be the patient in the doctor's office, but it's tough sometimes. To be served has become a a luxury that we're even willing to pay for. We will pay extra to get a special place in the line at the amusement park. We will pay for the service to deliver food to our house. We will spend more for excellent service. You know, I have to admit to you this morning, I told you about that, uh, the, that uh, beautiful servant-hearted lady that I married 39 years ago, but my whole life, my whole life, I've had somebody wait on me and I have never done laundry. I don't know how. If I do it, I ruin it. Because before Janet came along, my mom did it. And when, she came, and when Janet came along, I think I did it once or twice, and Janet said, don't ever do that again. 
And one of the things that I've never learned is how to do laundry. And I have to admit that, but uh, I, every time I open that closet door and see all of these pressed clothes and all of these things there, I have to be even more grateful for someone who served me. Because it's nice to be served sometimes, isn't it? But it's also nice to serve. Sometimes it's easier to be, be served than to serve, and we become consumers instead of producers. We become takers instead of givers. Mark 10, Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, We want you to do for us what we ask. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. Then they replied, Let one of us sit on your right and the other on your left in glory. You know that what you are asking, Jesus said, Can you drink the cup that I am... I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. We can, they answered. And Jesus said to them, You will drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with, but to sit at my right and left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those who they have been prepared. And when the ten heard this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that, you know that those who regard as who you regard as rulers and Gentiles lord over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them, but not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first be the servant of all. For even the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You and I both know that the life of service is a great life. Those who want to be first serve. Those who lead well serve. Those who marry well serve their spouse. And you've got to love Proverbs three twenty-seven and 28. Don't withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say, come back tomorrow, and then I'll help you. What good is in my power to do for someone else right now? Is this our mindset? Isaiah 1.17, learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless, plead the case of the widow, serve. Not only is the life of service a great life, but the life of service is a light life. Matthew 5.16, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And once again, I want to say thank you for serving, but in a little different way. For you are bright lights in San Antonio. Individually, as you serve on PTA boards and band parents and team coordinators, and you care for your elderly parents and your elderly neighbors, and you invite someone to an event, and you give a word of encouragement to a coworker, and you help the person that's broken down on the side of 410, and you hand out care bags, and you care for your patients, and you're patient with your students, you serve humbly and wholeheartedly through the community, and you are lights. And we know that service is not a project or a program. It's a lifestyle. It's what we as disciples of Jesus are called to do. It's what Jesus' followers know that, that service is life. The heart of service is life. Service doesn't just happen when we have a program at church. Service is an opportunity that the Spirit puts in front of us every day to serve the people that He puts in front of us. Are we being mindful of those moments? What opportunities has the Lord put in front of you and me today, this week, this month, this year, to do something for someone else? Not only do we, do we get to serve individually, but as the body of Christ, as we come together and serve collectively, we can accomplish more. And that light intensifies and becomes even brighter in our community and in our world. 
But you and I both know that it's easy every time we look at that bulletin on Sundays and see one of our ministries here at Mac that is looking for someone to serve. It's easy for us to be like this and to think, there are so many people at Mac, someone else will do that. Or there are people younger than me or older than me or more talented than me or have more time than me to take on that task. Or we simply forget to volunteer. And you know, we never want any of our ministries at Mac places to serve, to be a place where anybody grows weary. So we have places you can serve for short periods of time or even longer ones. But as I said in the beginning, our church is full of servants. And I love that. We don't stop. We keep praying. We keep going. We keep imagining. We keep watching the Spirit's leading for what we can do next in our community. And if you want to know the truth about all the ministries here at Mac, let me tell you. They can't do more they can't serve more until they have more help. They need more servants. We are bombarded with a consumer mentality of our culture that it's really easy for us to come self-focused instead of serve-focused. Our time is really precious, isn't it? And it's a commodity, and, it, and service is a sacrifice of time. You know, I used to tell our kids as they were growing up when they would get self-absorbed and self, and they would be sad about what was going on in their life. Hey, have you to change the focus to someone else. Why don't you go serve someone else? You know, just here in a few weeks, we'll need more than 100 volunteers for our community fall festival. And you'll hear me announce soon about our holiday harvest campaign, which is one big service project that almost everybody at MacArthur Park can be involved in. First Peter 4.10, each one, one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in various forms. Thank you for serving. Not only is the serving life a great life and a light life, it's a glorifying life. Colossians, uh, Matthew 5, 16, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that may see your good deeds and glorify the Father in heaven. In Colossians 3, 23 and 24, In all the work you're doing, work the best you can. Work as if you were doing it for the Lord, not for people. Remember that you will receive your reward from the Lord, which is the promise to his people. You are serving the Lord Christ. Do it for the glory of the Lord. In John 13, about verse 4, he says, So he got up from the meal, he took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water in a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. And then picking up in John 13, 12, And when he had finished washing their feet, he put on the clothes and returned to the, to the place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, no messenger greater than the one who has sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. The king of kings showed us how to serve. He picked up a towel and he washed feet. Thank you for serving and thank you for picking up a towel. You know, sometimes people need a word of encouragement, a word of comfort. Other times people need wisdom and counsel. Others need prayers. Some required us to show kindness and serving, and sometimes through financial generosity. But as we are called to serve like Jesus serves, we all serve with a heart of compassion. I'm always reminded of Matthew 9, 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless. They were like a sheep without a shepherd. Compassion and love 
for people motivated Jesus to do everything he did. And it's not only about feelings, it's about actions. And as we have compassion, just like God has had compassion on us, that simple kind act, a prayer, a word of support, a sandwich, a warm blanket, forgiveness, these things could all make a massive difference in someone's life. You, my brothers and sisters, you are called to be free. But don't use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. And as people at Mac, we want to be a church that continues to serve people here and there and everywhere. And practically this morning on the back of the MPG, there's a QR code where I listed over 30 areas of service that you can be involved in right here at Mac if you want to take a look at that. But together, as the light of God, as we serve together, the light of God's love shines brighter in this community. We're created to serve. It's a beautiful thing when we serve and we give God glory through our service by taking up that towel and washing feet. So join with me, and let's keep going. Grab a towel. Let's serve. Thank you for your service. Let's serve here, there, and everywhere. Let's stand and sing.